I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is Your Mental Breakdown. The podcast. Starring us. Starring us, directed by us, produced by us, written by not us. <laughs> not produced by, by me. I don't actually even know what that means, but. Hi, Dougie. Hi, Mare. It's been a little while. I haven't seen you since last year. So long. Oh my God. Crazy. Right? I keep writing 2022 instead of 2023 by accident. Oh yeah. I know. I keep doing that on all my check. (laughs) 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 I think I've written written like three checks all of last year. Well, yeah. Just don't write checks. No, but I write my notes by hand. So You write your notes by hand? Huh. Most of them. I'm all computerized. I know. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I can't do that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a lot of by hand jokes I'm not making. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cut that. You're, cut, that. You're, cut, cut. You're going to do the. We are, we are back. We sure are. Creating good content for our blooper reel. We're just moving and shaking. We're seeing what happens. That's right. We are moving Drew back onto the main podcast. So you get. Right. I think if you were paying attention over the holidays, you saw. A lot of the Drew episodes that were on the Patreon are now back on the main podcast and the Patreon got shut down. So everything's everything's back to normal. We're yeah. all back to normal. We're all back. Speaking of normal, what have you been up to over the break? Oh, I had COVID. I got COVID finally. I dodged it for three years and I got it <laughs> twice in two weeks. Twice. First That's time gnarly. Santa Wait, Twice in it. two weeks? Does it kind of count as just one with the rebound? No, because I... Totally was fine. No symptoms. Tested negative, like to cut a few days in a row and then literally got it again. Oh, wow. And you blame Chris Kringle? Yeah. He brought it to me on Christmas morning. Bastard. Oh. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. I'm glad I just got out of the way. But yeah, three years, man. I thought I was invincible. I'm not. No, I am. I know. (laughs) Knock on, knock on wood. Hang on. <laughs> Crazy. Uh oh. Uh oh. And you? And me? I went. I went out to back to Boulder, Colorado, and spent some time in the snow, which was fantastic. Nice. Love the snow. Love seeing the pooch run around. Aww. And uh, I will say that two days that we were there in the beginning, minus seventeen degrees, was a little bit chilly for me. Yeah, uh, that no. might have been a little much. Yeah, sounds apocalyptic <laughs> well it meant when it got up to 25 degrees outside a couple of days later like wow this is summertime this feels great fair i can do this yeah that makes yeah. sense and now now we are back onto this and i will say <laughs> this session cracked me up just in the beginning for reasons you guys will hear the session freaked me out freaked me out <laughs> <laughs> we start off Sarah was talking about having heard the podcast and some of Mayor, your reactions to her, which is funny because it's it's delayed. She's listening to things that happen, you know, weeks before, sometimes months before. But she's yeah, it's I think it's a trip for a client to be hearing their sessions recorded, but then also hearing a different therapist react to them. Which well, let's you guys let them listen. We'll we'll come back and talk all about it. Indeed. All right. We will be here in just a little bit for you and we'll break it down and then another session and then break it down and then we'll be back in another week and then we'll have another session. Then we'll break it down and then we'll yeah, have yeah, another Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
Bye. <laughs> Bye. I've listened to the last episode like three times because the first time I was like, ouch, Meredith. Hi, by the way, but ouch. She was harsh, harsh, which I suppose is fine. You know, it's good to hear the criticism or the or the opinion of someone who like she does mention, which is fair. I don't know her. I don't see her, but I don't like that I'm coming across the way that I am. So that's bothering me for sure. <laughs> and, and the thing she said about my tone, I actually asked my friend at work and she said, yeah, it could 100% be that because sometimes I seem like, just like I don't let my emotions show on my face, I also don't let them show in my voice, I suppose. So when I'm saying something, I'm, I'm putting this person forward. Sarah is presented a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things Meredith doesn't know about you because she knows Sarah. Mm -hmm. She may get a different perspective on me, though. What you're doing is looking at how am I being... How am I being presented and judged? The reason I'm in therapy is to become a better person and to learn things about myself. Meredith's hearing me like people at work hear me or people who don't know me hear me. And this is the opinion. So that was actually very useful, but it was a little painful for sure. <laughs> the fact that you can see my face, my eyes, my facial expressions does make me more of the person that I am versus whatever my tone <laughs> relays. But yes, I was pissed. Very pissed, actually. It's protective. It's a trauma response. Yep. You're protecting yourself. If you can hear it and think of little Sarah and have compassion for the little Sarah that is scared or misunderstood or powerless, you'll have a sense of compassion and understanding in a different way. If you're listening to it just as you, you're gonna do what we talked about a, a couple of weeks ago, that, that inquiry instead of correction. That was actually a very meaningful ideology that you gave me because I have, I heard you when you said that and just that distinction, like I would have never even thought about that. I think a very important distinction, especially for someone like me, because it is my knee jerk to quickly fix everything and to quickly make sure I'm not in trouble and I'm not causing problems and I'm not, you know, in danger. What I'm starting to accept, <laughs> I still breathe heavy, but I, I, I do think that, that ha that's a big part of all of this. Even my tone has a lot to do with shit I just haven't dealt with. Those things are very helpful. And I felt uncomfortable or like, a, I, w I won't use the word attacked, but, but it was definitely like, whoa, like I really had a moment of, of self-realization that I was not focused on. In that moment, it was hugely important for me to get past or through whatever the fuck was going on because again 
it takes over my whole world. You know, it's that like when I need a Xanax, like everything's out here and I can't make it orderly and I can't fix it. And I can't, I almost feel like I, I have no course because there's so many things out of place. I know that makes me sound like an actual Looney tune. <laughs> yeah, it, that's how it feels. And that's what I want to get to, that feeling. Because that what you just described isn't Looney Tunes. It's, I mean, you just described a majority of people. This is an exercise in hearing it out with inquiry, not with correction. I'm going to give you an example of you. We're going to talk about you in terms of the response in the moment and what the response could have been and why the response was what it was. And it's inquiry, not correction. I listen to everything you say and everything you say, I fit into the past and how you were and what shaped you and the future and where you want to go and where you can be and what's presently going on for you. The most important in all of that is to allow you to have your feelings in those moments. So, when daughter came to you because she got a C or, or whatever that grade was on the thing she worked so hard for, you went, okay, well, let's look at the instructions and let's read, let's go back to the beginning. And, and okay. And that was corrective, Sarah. That was data, Sarah. That was, let's figure this out, Sarah. Right? Okay. I'll juxtapose it with where the red fern grows, daughter and Sarah, where you just get to cry together for a moment. I don't know if when daughter brought the sea to you, she got to express being bummed out and, and you got to be there for the emotion and hold the emotion first. We bypass the emotion and look for the reason and look for the correction and then we'll do better and keep going. And we will miss the emotional experience of it. What do you think of all that as I said that? I'm literally walking myself back through the whole situation. Daughter. She's one of those, and she probably gets it from me, oddly enough. She doesn't, necess she doesn't want to be comforted. She almost wants me to be upset or disappointed with her. When in actuality, I, I don't usually go to that place until I have all the details. Yes, I was upset and disappointed. <laughs> right. But right, when right. you have a, a poor grade on a project that she worked on here in the house with me and did right, a right there, right there, job. right there, right there, right there, you felt something right when yeah. you just shifted that she worked on here. What's the buildup? What's the feeling? There I was for sad for her. Yes. Having to feel that pain after trying so hard to do something so well. Pause. I was sad for her feeling that pain. I don't know if she or you got to express sad and pain. She does. She just won't snap out of it until either I completely distract her or I do some kind of method, which is, okay, do you want me to write your teacher? Do you want me to call your teacher? Do you want me to go to school and talk to you? She's like, no, 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 no. You're just going to, no, no, no. That'd be so embarrassing. So I'm like, okay, so let's go to the next thing. Right. That's correction. That's fixing. 
That's how do I make it better? And I'm looking for, do you guys get that moment where when you think about how hard she worked, you have a chance to build her emotional vocabulary and yours. You are in a sense reparenting yourself in this moment. What I can hear as you're describing it is something along the lines of, oh, wow, that's the grade you got. That's so disappointing. I know how hard you worked and it it doesn't make sense and I don't understand it. We'll look at that in a minute. But, oh, honey, that that's that's so disappointing and painful. And you don't have to stay there, but just expressing that so that that feeling is validated and can live. And then we move forward. What do you think of that? No, I like that. I do. I like that. And I think I rush into, okay, how do we fix it? So when, when you say that I wasn't like, there was no inquiry in the situation with my daughter, I need more data because to me, inquiry was me saying, okay, let's look. Why? Fact, why? Like, why, do, why did you want to look? We can't fix it because it's done. Right. Well, mm, I'll challenge that a little bit. That's not true inquiry. That's inquiry to make a correction. And I think that's how you think of inquiry. Think of, think of it more as curiosity than inquiry. The way that you're talking about inquiry is to find out why, to find the reason why, so that it doesn't happen so again. So I can correct it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's something where the the curiosity can be, oh, what's going on with you? How do, how do you feel about that? What do you think about that? What's going on with you? It's letting her verbalize all that stuff when it's not just... How do I fix it and make it better? That's not relaxed. The inquiry for you and me, where does that come from for you? It's never been just inquiry ever right, right. for me. It's really just recognizing, oh, wow, I'm stressing this with you because I don't think you got to have that experience growing up at all. No. So as we're talking about this and you're like, I never thought of it that way. I never, no, you didn't. I try really hard to not always go to my analytical mind, but I, I, I feel like because this is a whole new concept for me, it's going to take me some time totally. to get to a point where I can hear, oh, and understand, interesting, and carry on living my life without going and making all these mental notes, like, okay, next time I need to be less enunciated. I need to, you know, cry a little maybe. And I need to, you know, like try to make it so it never happens again. Cause that's always been the end game. And, and right. Me. And if you do that, that way, you will be successful for that air quoting successful, yet it will actually be the same mechanism that you've had all along which is what we've called in different ways. We've called it mama bear. We've called it big Sarah, you know, put a handle on it, any of these things. That's the protective mechanism for you. And guess what? Thank God it was there. If it wasn't, you'd be OD'd, you know, you'd be doing drugs. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm grateful that you are how you are. We can do something with that. Not as a correction. This is where the real compassion comes from too. And I wonder if we can tap into this for a second. You've had to be this person and it's it's developed in you and evolved over time and it's it's wonderful. You've been rewarded for it in different places and it's great. It's needed to be there to protect you. You have had to correct yourself many times. I don't just mean growing up in the cult. You said, I've had to be subservient to ex-husband so he wouldn't keep punching me, keep punching the wall, keep yelling, right? If I can do that, it'll be okay. You've had versions of that all your life. When you say it, it sounds so natural and so healthy and so normal. And so instantly I start getting flashes of things, you know, from when I was young and, and even, you know, getting in beaten or punished somehow because I didn't want someone else to get the punishment, you know, so almost like, not almost, actually taking the blame for things and saying, I'm so sorry, I promise I'm going to make it better, taking the punishment, whatever it was, because it meant the other person wouldn't have to go through what I was about to go through. And that in a grown ass woman is just, I don't know, it's so unhealthy. I literally find myself in situations where I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. I don't need it. I'm totally stressed or I'm busier than a, you know, one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. There is no need for me to take this on whatsoever. And I still hear myself saying, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. Right. Right. And I wonder how often that actually comes out for you. All the time. This is a brand new concept. Give yourself a high five. I'm only mulling. I'm only mulling. I haven't actually nailed it yet. And, and And. that's fucking fantastic (laughs) that you are mulling this, that it's in there. Holy crap. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. We are creating neural pathways in your brain where they didn't exist before. But I will tell you, I don't like that you feel like you can't say things to me because I might get defensive. Oh, I don't feel that. Are you sure? I'm taking you on a therapeutic journey. We are healing. And if there, if I said certain things in a certain way to you, I know it would trigger a certain response and that wouldn't ah. be useful to us. That would be Meredith's style of therapy. Maybe, no, maybe, <laughs> right. But Sorry, it, it's, Meredith, take right? back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's why advice doesn't work from a therapist. It's why Tony Robbins doesn't work as a therapist. For motivational speaking, for shifting behaviors, sure, great. Sure. But the real lasting change that we're talking about is what's happening right now. You creating a new neural pathway in your brain, a new way of thinking about something that you haven't thought of before, that goes back to, gosh, as early as you could possibly remember. Yep, absolutely. 
needing to get things right, taking things on, taking the blame for other people. And now you're just starting to go, wait, I'm realizing, wait, I don't need to take this on. Hey, hang on a second. It's incredible that you're coming up with this. This is what needs to be organic for you. And I'm not just going to tell you how to do it and then go do that. It wouldn't well, be organic. To- You've been through a lot of programming. You were force-fed a lot of things. You weren't allowed to feel what you were feeling. You weren't allowed to question. Inquiry was crushed. You know what's even crazier? We were forced to memorize things. So not only were we, you know, forced to follow rules and behaviors and and you know different patterns of seclusion and separation, but we were forced to memorize what we were being read. Dude, that's also another like super crazy thing. Like I, I, my brain is probably so full of crap that I literally just put some kind of barrier because I can't access it on my own. It has to have a trigger, like someone has to say something or refer to some specific phrase. Then all of a sudden I'll be like, and I can quote you the whole Bible, literally. I mean, that, that's, that's, look, the Manchurian candidate, you know, if you know that, right? <laughs> yes. That story. And, and I love uh, I all think the, the movies, Doug. Yep. In the Marvel universe, it was the, the Winter Soldier, you know, is, is, mm-hmm. is that also, it's that programming. I'll get the phone call and be like, you've been activated. And all of a sudden I'm going to be this like badass assassin chick or something. Well, guess what? You ready? Your version of badass assassin, you have a uniform. It's that shirt that says, keep calm, Sarah. We'll handle it. That That's your superpower. But it's sort of like that Manchurian candidate winter soldier superpower. You know, it, it's right. And you can learn to to harness it for sure. Because it's, it's still a, a gift. You know, y- you are good at that, but it's the blessing and the curse. And the curse is that you go into that mode, you know, that protective that I can handle it and you can see how to handle it. You can handle it for others. You can spare anybody their pain by taking it on, taking the blow for them. Yep. And over these last few months, the thing that I I think stands out the most to me, the most important is my zero to hyper alert state for everything. That that is a pattern I've started to notice since we started working together and something that I think is helping me a lot because that's still my instant reaction sure. straight to hyper alert. And what I'm trying to do is stop and think, okay, does, do I need to be at high alert right now? Or does this even really fucking Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And that, that's great. And that's going to take some exposure, some experimenting, some practice, you know, and you're not just trying, you are doing, you're doing it. I feel like I've been learning and thinking about those types of things. And I can't say it's worked every time, but it's definitely a huge, huge, huge improvement. I don't actually feel stressed, which is super crazy. So it's <laughs> Well, maybe it's awesome. super not crazy. Oh, it's great. I love it. This was the new normal. 
Because when we first started talking, I was like, yeah, that's never going to happen. So right. this is who I am. And you're just going to try and like fix little pieces. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where I sort of approach therapy from. Like, I'm never going to calm down to now thinking, wow, maybe this can all come down, you know, a thousand to two thousand notches. Right. And I will (laughs) I will be happy if they just come down like three or four notches because that's the direction. What I just heard you say, I'm going to use my words for it, but this is what you just said. Okay, is. When we first started, I was so guarded and protective and exhausted from it and panicked that I just needed a better way of functioning the way I've always functioned. And now I'm starting to see that maybe I don't need to have this protective mechanism in place all the time, everywhere, for everyone. And even seeing that letting go of it which is hard for me might mean I have a different quality of life. That's a little less stressful. 100%. That's exactly what I meant to say. That is what you said. You just used your words. That's exactly how I feel. Looking at certain data points and, and looking at where you are and what you are doing, not just trying. And I will say that your demeanor in this session has been much more zen. Yes. I was going to say laid back. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'd ever really use laid back to describe I'm, I'm literally leaning back in my chair. It's <laughs> the first time, I swear to God, the Love first it. time Love I've it. ever completely leaned back in my chair. All of it is quite incredible when I, even now at this point, look back on what's happening in my mind and my shift towards the progress that I wanted to make when I came to you, but I didn't even real, and I didn't even realize the scope of what would actually happen as I started to understand what I was doing how I was reacting. So that's incredible to me. I love it. You're really doing good work. And we are back. We are. (laughs) And yeah, when Mm -hmm. I listened to this, I was like, oh no, oh my God, what, what, wait, what did I say? What the fuck? I have no idea. I was like, what episode was this? What did I say? I went back and like tried to listen to episodes. Oh my God. She was like, ouch, Meredith. Ouch. She said ouch (laughs) twice. I was like, no. Right. She said it was harsh. And I guess she was. So obviously I had to check Doug about this. I I guess she was talking about my take on her tone, which is interesting because I don't know if it was the episode right before, but what I said about that was that was such a different take on her. I think it was the episode right before where I said she was chill. She was relaxed. She, it was when she was like, I'll punch right, a bitch. Right. right. And I literally said, yeah, oh, my yeah, God, yeah. Yep. I was like her yep. intonation. Everything was so different. Like it was right. It, you know, right. and so I'm not sure which episode she was talking. But anyway, here's what I've come into. This is not about me. <laughs> 
I'm not going to make this about yeah. me. And I also am, have feelings. And also, there was at some point where she I'm gonna said- I'm going to make this about me. So yeah, here it is. <laughs> yeah. And there was some point there where she said, oh, that's how, how Meredith would do it or something, which right. was, it was basically like, I don't remember what it was, but it was basically being funny or whatever, but about me sort of, I don't know if it was like just being harsh or me. I don't know what it was. So just to be clear, I'm a very effective therapist. We're just different. <laughs> and because I'm not Sarah, because I'm not your therapist. So this is like why Doug and I actually wanted to do this, right? Is to have all these different takes on like how a session would be or what Doug would do or what I would do, totally, or just even totally. like our impressions. Yep. So you know, for me, I was thinking, these are the things I notice and how I would approach them in a session with you, Sarah, would be very different than how I'm just talking about it, like on the podcast. Totally. Totally. And that's, that's something I said to her is that Meredith knows Sarah. Sarah is a exactly. character. I mean, for all you guys, you're actually hearing a real session. These are real things, but Sarah is not her name. And all you're hearing is what's going on in the session. You're not building rapport with her. Right. And it's really cool, I think, because likewise, she hears you, Meredith, and you are now a tool. I right. mean, you've always been a tool, but Shut now you're, you're, a tool that I, <laughs> you're yeah. a tool that I can use in right. treatment with her. She sees you similarly and to herself as somebody who's very direct, somebody who's very logical, somebody right. who's very fact-driven and, and this, you know, and the trees, not just the forest and, and really looking at that. So we can talk about when she says, oh yeah, Meredith with this and Meredith with that. Yeah. It's a way of her objectively seeing herself, which is awesome. Totally. So you have inadvertently become such a tool in therapy for me to use, which is great. Yeah. And she also, I think, said something about, well, like it was really helpful because apparently Meredith hears me the way a lot of people at work or in the world hear me. She's like, it was painful right. to hear. And I was really pissed. She's like, but I checked in with work colleagues or something and they were like, yeah, that is how you sound yeah. or something like that. Which is awesome. And, and it led us to such a great place. It was you know, me talking about that protective mechanism was about being compassionate. That's why I mentioned little Sarah, like have compassion for little Sarah, because right. how you slip into this stuff protected you. What we're talking about, you and I, Meredith, right now, is that it let her see from an objective perspective how she's being presented, how she's being totally. judged, and she's judging herself that way too. Right. And her, she even said like feeling attacked led to this self-realization. And it, yeah. she even said like, it's like when I need a Xanax, like, right. Right. You're, you're, you're judging yourself and you're seeing yourself in this way. And that brought us all the way back to that idea that I've said to her before about looking at something with a sense of inquiry, not a sense of correction. She was insightful to say that her tone or whatever has a lot to do with like the shit that she hasn't dealt with and that in the moment there's no room for her it's just important for her to get through these moments it's not about like you know right, introspection right. in that moment or should i try and talk like this or that no, not at all right and so that was i think that was great and then talking about the inquiry versus correction this is going to be a hard one for her although i was really glad that she acknowledged this is going to take time this isn't going to change overnight of course and yeah. that's the way it should i guess be because 
anything that changes overnight, not anything, but most often doesn't stick. Right. And so if you really want to have this exactly. be like a exactly. change, like a life change, but even talking to her right. daughter right. about, about the situation with her daughter, she was like, mm. you asked a question. She's like, because I have issues or I don't know, you know, like she just still had such a <laughs> yeah. hard time saying, well, I don't understand how is this corrective or this is the inquiry. How do I do that? Right. Right. And that's, that's, and I love that. And I love being able to look at that with her. It was a kind of meta moment where she was talking about how her daughter came home with the C and she was like, okay, let's look at it. Let's do this. And she was thinking that was inquiry. Yeah. And I stopped her in that moment and was like, okay, right. What was going on? Why were you doing that with your daughter? What was going on? Because what I'm getting at is what are you running away from? What are you trying to correct? I even said it to her. That's not inquiry. That's you're, you're trying to get to it in order to correct it. Right. And she said, oh, I felt sad for her feeling that pain. And I didn't want to feel I'm like, okay, hang on. This is reparenting ourselves. You don't have to stay in this place. You do, I think, need to acknowledge that emotion, feeling sad, feeling that pain. You don't have to stay there. Just right. validate that emotion right. and approach it with a sense of, of inquiry, or I think I changed it to curiosity instead of correction, right? Yeah. So curiosity versus yeah. correction. Yeah. And I think, and then there was a point where you said, okay, so how could it, you be curious or something? And she goes, I don't know, say like, do you want me to call the teacher? <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> right. Mm, right. still right. corrective. Mm. So sweet of you. Yeah. You love her. Yeah. <laughs> Right, oh, right. And that's, and again, though, that's, that's the protective mechanism. Yeah. And, and we'll hear in the next session, you guys will hear part of where that comes from, because I say it pretty directly, and we hit something pretty directly about that. But that protective mechanism that I said to her, like, oh, yeah, that's mama bear, that's, you know, uh, data gathering, Sarah, whatever yeah. it is, you're doing that so that you can correct and protect. So it, it never happens again whatever it is. And she got to see it that way, you know, yeah. and it's really cool. <laughs> she, she actually used a phrase. I don't know if you caught it, but there was something she said. I'm like, oh man, I bet Meredith is going to jump all over that. A one-legged man in an ass kicking contest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. When she said that, I was like, right. oh my God, fucking hilarious. I love that because she was like, yeah, when I'm feeling like totally stressed out or like I'm busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I think I legit cracked up when she said that because I've never heard that. I've never heard that. And it was just so, it was so funny. And then, you know, towards the end, she was talking about like, I don't know, I, I, I kind of remember Manchurian Candidate, but not really. But you guys referenced that. And then she was like, I want to be a fucking superhero, like a kick-ass superhero. And I'm like, Sarah, you are a kick-ass superhero. Like, are you kidding me? Right. You so are. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was saying to her. She's got, she's got that superpower. She has that, which is the keep calm. Sarah can handle it. But that's your programming. She just goes into this protective mode and does everything herself, takes care of everything herself. Like you said, that's her superpower, but she doesn't need it. It's not serving her anymore. It's stressing her out more than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> I'm very pensive right now because I'm having this thought. A, 
I want Sarah to create what her superhero costume would look like. Can you ask her to do that for me? I just need a visual. Oh, and right. <laughs> I think it should be like Tomb Raider-ish, like black tight, fucking badass type looking thing, but it can be anything. And then also, because I'm thinking of, okay, so every superhero has their outfit and then their alter ego, right? Like Clark Kent, Superman, whatever. Sure. And so yeah. when you're Superman, that human side is not really coming out that much. I mean, all of a sudden, then you take off the outfit and you're Clark Kent. You're just like this sweet. That's when your emotions come out. But when you're in the superhero outfit, you're just like saving people left and right, doing shit, kicking ass. Okay. Two things I'm going to hit with this. One is a lot of times, if you guys have been listening to me and Drew, we talk about taking the cape off, uh-huh. right? Not trying to rescue people and do everything for everybody else all the time. You need to take care of yourself. It's the same thing that we're talking about right now with Sarah. Right. Right. Yes, it's your superpower. You don't need it all the time. No. Right. The second thing is, this will show me geeking out on the Marvel Universe, is the Hulk. You know, it's Bruce Banner that turns into this giant green monster. And what's really cool that they did in in Marvel, I'm sure it happens in the comics, but it happened in the movies, where towards the end of the series, they're one and the same. He's Mark Ruffalo, but big and green, but it's still him. He's no longer transforming from one to the other. Uh, he yeah. just is. And it's where he sort of integrated both pieces and accepted that these are just both pieces. Right. And he's not trying to deny one of them. He's just learning how to use what he actually is. Right. Right. Oh, forgot about that. So at some point, I would want Sarah to disintegrate that way of being. Notice what it is as a protective mechanism, as that way of keeping control, and reintegrate that into just how she is from the giant green monster she can be, right? But not but the that's scary not gonna monster. Be, that's not like, going to be your outfit, yeah, this is Sarah, me. though. That's not going to be her outfit. No. No, I don't think green's her color anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, at the very end, she was funny. She was just like, yeah, I'm chill. She's like, I'm not leaning back in my chair. Right? Oh, it was so cool. And it's true. I've seen her whole demeanor shift during our work. And she was right. As soon as she said that, I looked at her and was like, oh my gosh, you have been like leaning back and chill in your chair. That's true. Yeah. Where she used to like really sit upright, be tense. You know, it's really cool to see that transformation, not just in how somebody's life is, but how they carry themselves physically. Was she vaping still? Not as much. I mean, right? there were there were episodes when she was hitting it all the time, all the time. Yeah, and this it's wasn't funny. Happening. It just, yeah. it, I just realized that I didn't notice it. I mean, again, no judgment whether you are or aren't. Just curious because it seemed a lot less prevalent. It is a lot less prevalent, and it's funny because you guys will hear the next session that we had. There's something coming up very stressful for her mm-hmm. that we talk about. We talk about it right off the bat. It still freaks me out thinking about it. So. I'm very happy to be doing this again with you, Mayor. I've missed doing our breakdowns. I've missed doing doing our show. And I'm glad that we're back on. I hope you guys are getting something out of this. And we will be back next week with Drew for you guys. We're going to alternate Drew and Sarah. So stick around. But not now because we're going to stop talking. But you could stick around and you could review us. You could rate us. You can send a link to all your friends about us. But we, and, won't uh, be, we, will, we won't be here. Not literally. No, we won't be here. But we will be back here yeah, in a week. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, bye. bye for now.